0: Welcome to the Dying Daily Podcast. This is the seventh episode, but it really kind of feels like the first because it's been so long. You know, it's funny. I actually, uh, I, this is the second time I'm recording this one. I know I did the whole first podcast about perfectionism and how it'll kill you and you'll never get anything done. But the first recording I did of this one was, um, I just, I couldn't, I couldn't live with it. It wasn't okay. Um, I have this really weird sleep schedule where a lot of times I'll sleep till like one or two in the morning and then I'll go ahead and get up and you know I figure if I can't sleep I might as well get something useful done so I recorded a podcast but I was tired and I was trying to be quiet um, so as not to wake anybody and man when I listened back to it the next day or when I listened to it the next day, I sounded like I was hiding and like I was depressed and like I was exhausted. And so it was just so monotone and dull that uh, I wasn't okay with it. So this is me re-recording it. And that's also why this has taken a day or two longer than I anticipated. You know, there's been a lot of cool things going on the past few months. Um, I redid my website. Uh, instead of being at embracingfate.com, I'm now at jamesscotthinson.com. It's a it's a cool site. I think it looks nice. Uh, I had somebody go in and clean it up and kind of uh, make it look just a little more artistic for me. That's not, that's not a strong suit of mine. But yeah, you know, it was tough for me to start using my name. I've never wanted to do that. I've always wanted to have like a cool brand or something. But I've also learned that I'm not good at thinking up cool brands. And um, the things I did come up with that I liked were taken or other people heard them and you know, nicely told me that 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 they kind of sucked. And so, you know, one thing I've really learned over the course of this, of doing this, the blog and the podcast and all that is that I really have to pay attention to what other people like instead of what I like. I've really come to think I kind of have weird taste or what I like is not what other people like. And so, yeah. So listening to that. So it's at jamescotthenson.com. It's got all the old blogs. It's got uh, a couple new ones. The podcasts are there. Before long, I'll be putting videos there. Uh will talk more about that in a second. But yeah, it's got some cool stuff. And uh, yeah, check it out. Let me know what you think. Uh, if there's things that could be improved, I'd love to hear it. Uh, as far as videos go, that is my next step. If If you started this whole thing with me on the first blog, you know that just putting my words out there was difficult. That's why I committed to doing a blog every day for a whole year you know, that kind of got me past that. That got me over that hump. Then the podcast was really difficult. Y'all know I recorded 20 some odd episodes and threw them all away and threw them all away because they weren't perfect. Uh, So, you know, I got my voice out there. But once again, listening to what other people tell me, it seems that doing videos is the next thing. So uh, over the next week after I get this podcast edited and uploaded and all that, I will be starting videos. And once I'm good at them, you know, maybe I'll start doing Facebook live, but yeah, that just feels like a big step for me, putting my face out there along with my voice and stuff. So, you know, this is an indication that I'm old. I mean, for the younger generation doing a Facebook Live, I mean, they'll do it for just about anything. Well, they won't do it on Facebook. They do it on Instagram because uh, Facebook is for old people. But just doing anything live on video, I mean, they're good with that. It's, It's part of their normal world. So learning curve, but I'm enjoying it. We're going to talk today about mindfulness and why it matters, which it's kind of funny that I haven't talked about that on here because it's a majority of what I do and what I talk to people about. But you know, I write so much about it and I talk so much about it and I teach it so much that it didn't even occur to me to talk about it on the podcast. It felt redundant. And that's actually something I'm really having to learn to pay attention to. I have these things that I talk about all the time but I never write about them. I never put them on here because it seems like they're uh, overdone. But most of the time I'm doing that, I'm talking to small groups of people or individuals, you know, one-on-one. And so I don't know that I've ever really talked about mindfulness on this podcast. So that's what we'll look at today. Mindfulness is this giant thing These days, it's all over the place. I mean, you got Oprah talking about it and magazine covers and there's, I mean, thousands and thousands of videos and audio lectures about it. And it has been promoted as everything from a cure all to every single thing that could possibly cause you suffering in life to a way to clear your mind so that demons have a way to get in and get a hold maybe even the devil himself so there's a there's 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 some uh, discrepancy in the opinions about it and like most things it falls somewhere in the middle i don't know i don't know if it's in the middle cuz i don't think the demon thing is accurate at all but um you know i don't know everything at its core mindfulness is really just Cultivating a non judgmental awareness of what's going on in the present moment. That means right here, right now. This exact moment in time, exactly as it is, without ideas of how it should be different. Now, if you'll notice, without your thoughts about everything, the moment you're in is okay. Even if pain, or difficulty is present, a majority, a vast majority of the time, it is our thoughts that make that unacceptable or make it problematic. And so mindfulness is just simply learning to come into that as it is. It's about being aware of what you're doing while you're doing it, and just paying so much attention to what's going on around you that you don't really have time for judgment. At its core, that's all it is. Now, this is not an easy thing to do. Um, over, you know, tens of thousands of years of developing behavior and evolving brains and all this stuff, we have wound up at a place where our thoughts hold a central place of power in our lives. They're always there. They're always offering opinions. They're always telling us what we could be doing better, what other people could be doing better, how the situation could be better. They're projecting to the future, to plan our day or plan our week or plan our month or our year or our decade. Um, they're projecting forward and worrying about uh, what may happen, what could happen. They're going back to the past and getting us to judge ourselves and be unhappy about things we did or reminisce about things we enjoyed. Our thoughts are constantly dragging us away from the present. When they do allow us to be in the present, it's almost always through the lens of judgment or criticism of what's going on. You know, as I look around the room that I'm in, you know, I see a drawer half open. I see a bookshelf where Max keeps his stuff. I see carpet that's got some stains on it. I can look over here and see out back to a yard that's dead grass because I live in West Texas and it's the middle of winter. All these things are just things. They're just the way it is right now. But my mind wants to offer a judgment. It wants to offer an opinion. It wants to tell me how they should be. And the dangerous thing about this is that it wants to use that to move into criticizing other people. Why can't Max clean up? Why can't we close drawers? Why do we let our carpet get this way? You know, oh, if I was a good homeowner, I would pay those people to come by and spray that green stuff on the grass so it doesn't look as bad. Or I should just dig it all up and uh, zero scape um, the whole yard. Um, that's actually something I'm probably going to do just because I don't like mowing the grass. But in and of themselves, these things just are the way they are. There's no problem with them. It's my mind and the thoughts about these things that cause me trouble. As I simply sit here, everything is fine. There are no problems. And this is true almost all the time. Some people would say this is true all the time. So cultivating this is important. Cultivating this is helpful. Cultivating this changes our relationship to all the things in life that cause us to suffer. And that's a very important point, is that this isn't about changing the things, that, especially the things you can't control. This is about changing our response to the things we cannot control. Because that's really the only power we have in life. We don't have control over much of anything, but we always have control over our response. A mindful lifestyle, a mindfulness practice, allows us to choose that response so that we can pick something that is constructive and helpful and useful to us instead of destructive and critical and negative. So at its core, that's why I believe mindfulness matters. We are oppressed by our thoughts. You know, I work with people all day, all week long, And the vast majority of what we talk about is the oppressiveness of their thoughts, of this tyrant who lives inside their head, telling them they're not good enough, this other person's not good enough, life should be this, they should be that. And it's overwhelming, and it's miserable, and it's an impossible way to live. And it's our job to push back against that by simply coming into the moment exactly as it is and letting it be exactly as it is. Not just accepting it, but even embracing it. That is the heart of mindfulness. So how can you start cultivating this in your life? You know, the simplest way is through informal practices. When you do the dishes, just do the dishes. Don't think about how the dishes aren't in the stream and it's a mess. And if people would just rinse them off, it wouldn't be that hard. And oh my God, I swear to God, I'm switching to paper plates. Just do the dishes. Feel the water. Notice the texture of the sponge. Take care to wash every dish really well. Wash it gently. Be grateful that you have dishes to wash. Be grateful that you had food to get them dirty with. And when you're done, set the dish aside to dry and move on to the next one. When you mow the lawn, just mow the lawn. When you vacuum, just vacuum. When you drive, just drive. We don't always have to be doing more than one thing. And in fact, we should never be doing more than one thing. We like to think that we can multitask, but we really can't. When we think that we're thinking of a dozen things at once, the brain is actually just cycling through all these different things. You know, it's jumping from thing to thing to thing to thing. And that's why we feel so exhausted. That's why we feel so tired. That's why we feel so stressed when we're trying to cycle through all these different things. It's not the way we're supposed to live. It's so much easier to simply do one thing at a time. But one of the things we have to cut out is our thoughts and their judgment about everything that we're doing about their idea of how it should be, what it should look like, what we'd rather be doing. You know, I noticed this morning, after everybody was gone, um, and I was sitting down to do this, I realized I was hungry. Um, and I hadn't eaten in about 14, 15 hours, and so I realized I should eat something. But the idea of cooking myself breakfast seemed like such a hassle. And that's so odd, like, the, you know, my, my life is so... Cushy and easy, that the thought of um, doing the most basic thing to keep myself alive is a hassle. And we do this with so many things just taking care, you know, washing our body, feeding our body, getting our body enough rest. We see these things as difficulties in life. And that's an indication of just how far removed we are from the actual means of survival. Our lives have become so easy and trivial that it honestly seems like taking the time to cook something healthy for for us to eat should take a back seat to getting on Facebook or getting on Instagram or watching Netflix or playing a video game or whatever like the basic elements of our survival have become nuisances to us and that's that's bizarre man that's that's really just a weird place for us to be as a species a mindful life, a mindful lifestyle, a mindful way of being is a way to push back against all this and to be able to accept what you're doing when you're doing it. Now, you know, more than anything with this, what I encourage people is a formal meditation practice. I, I believe that literally everybody has 20 minutes a day. If you don't have 20 minutes a day, you need to reprioritize your life. Uh, one of my favorite Zen sayings is, should meditate for 20 minutes a day unless you don't have time, then you should meditate for an hour. I guarantee you that if you stop and look at your day, you can find 20 minutes that you are wasting. 20 minutes that could be spent more effectively. Um, I actually, uh, at the website at jamescotthenson.com, um, if you go to the resource library, I have a time budget there because so many people tell me they don't have time for things. But I, And I tell them, if I followed you around, if I was invisible and I followed you around for 24 hours, I would not find anywhere where you're wasting time. When we say we don't have time, what we really mean is that it's not a priority. But we like saying we don't have time because that frees us from uh, responsibility. We can act like it's not our fault. So don't say you don't have time. Say it's not a priority. But I would encourage you to prioritize meditation. Put that at the beginning of your day. Let that be the first thing you do and you will see a difference throughout the day. You'll be more present. You'll be less reactive. You'll be kinder. You'll be kinder to yourself, which makes you kinder to everybody else. You'll do your work more effectively. Once you get into this habit, it's something you wouldn't trade for anything in the world. You can find meditation videos all over YouTube. You can find guided audio recordings everywhere. I've even I've done a couple, I don't know where they are now, but I need to, you know, I will do some more of those. That's something that I've had people asking. So but for now, go on YouTube. Look up Tara Brock, look up Jack Cornfield. They have amazing meditations online that you can do. Get the insight timer. There's like literally thousands of guided meditations on there that you can use. Or do it right now. Take a moment and just simply sit. Let your eyes close naturally. Let your hands rest comfortably. And just notice that you're breathing. Just follow the breath. Watch it come, watch it go. Watch how the mind tries to hijack this process and start wanting to think about it, or to think about something else. When that happens, don't judge it. It's doing its job. Just simply return to noticing your breath. Thoughts come, thoughts go. Physical sensations come and go. Emotions come and go. Sounds come and go. Let them come, let them go. Return to your breath. This is our natural state of being. Not the 10,000 thoughts, not the 10,000 things to do, not all the accomplishment. This right here, existing in this moment and breathing. Just do that every day. Set a timer for 20 minutes and do that every day. You'll see a difference in your life, I promise. You can find me all sorts of different places online. Like I said, I've got the new website, jamesscotthenson.com, that's H-E-N-S-O-N, uh, you can email me at James at James dot com <laughs> for somebody who didn't want to use their name. It's all over the place now, isn't it? You can add me on Facebook at fake James Henson. I'm on Instagram as fake James Henson. I've actually found I really enjoy Instagram. I have found a really cool like just uh, set of people that I follow and who I learn a lot from and who I felt like feed me, even though they don't know me. I mean, they have no idea who I am, but it's cool stuff. Um, If you cultivate your social media feeds, they can be useful to you. So find me on Instagram. Find me on Facebook. So this is the Dying Daily Podcast. I appreciate you taking the time to listen. And I hope the rest of your day and week is really wonderful. Take care.